Hey, this is Joshua Singh. I'm so excited that you took the time to be with me today. I'm going to speak into your future because I believe that you are listening because you believe you can live a life of influence inside of intimacy with Jesus. Hey guys, we have John Titus here, mm-hmm. all the way from the USA. He's a good, great friend of mine, very real, unfiltered, raw. Thanks. He, he's a man that will uh, really speak his heart. He's got a very pure heart, and um, he means the best. And so, John, thank you for coming today. Um, listen, bro, I know you have a lot to say. I want to talk about two things, but it's all umbrellaed under one, which is um, the topic of pastors' kids. You know, being a pa- we're, we're, we're pastors' kids, right? And right. so we understand the pressure and the pleasure of of being in that role. Uh, and sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes the, the journey is hard. How do we? Um, how did you, as a person, you know, navigate? through the pressure of being a pastor's kid. I am a pastor's kid, but I didn't live as a pastor's kid. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part of my life, because I, I became a rebel. I, I rebelled right from my childhood. I went to the other extreme, like super extreme. Yeah. Um, on the other side, the things that I did was crazy. You are super bad. I was super bad. Let me put it that way. I was the bully. I was the bad kid. I was the kid in the neighborhood that your parents had never, ever associated with. Yeah. That's me. And your parents were ashamed of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did nothing that made them so proud. So, <laughs> And uh, let me start from you for a one story, right? From the, so if you imagine where it went wrong, right? So I was like maybe, uh, oh Jesus, about uh, three, four years old. Uh, people used to come on motorcycles to my church. I grew up in India, right? So uh, Josh grew up in New Zealand. I grew up in India. Like two different lifestyles. Two different lifestyles. Two different worlds and two different kinds of parenting and what and what not. Yeah. So my style. Uh, so b- b- people used to come to our church in a motorcycle. Yeah. Everyone had a motorcycle. Car was rare. Yeah. So a, a neighborhood boy where we were at, we couldn't afford to live in a very high area. Mm. So we lived in an area that is affordable living or even below the affordable living. So my neighborhood in itself wasn't that great too. So I grew up in a neighborhood that was a little, you know, mm, I don't know. Edgy. Yeah, let's put it that way. So a boy out there who's much older than me, at least he's 10 years older than me, taught me how to get the air out of the tires of those motorcycles. But I didn't, I don't, I'm a three-year-old kid who does not understand what is air. What I know is you take a stick and you put it on the nozzle of the tire and you push it, it'll make sound. Right. That's all. That's all he did, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> By the time people come back from the, from the service to take their motorcycle, they have flat tires. <laughs> wow! So, so it, it started right there, like three years old, four years old. I was a naughty kid. I was wow. I was full of energy. Got beat up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. My parents, oh yeah, oh yeah, because they believed, again, my parents were the old school Pentecostal, where they believed that, uh, you know, you don't, you don't spare the, you the know, rod. spare the rod, just take the rod, just, you know, yeah. left yeah. and right, so, mm. I had a lot of it. I got a few hooks as well. Oh, one or two, man, man, I got, I got bad, man, I got really worst ones, <laughs> and, um, 
So one time, I still remember when I was a kid, I used to run around. We all sit in the floor, you know, yeah. back in India. We don't sit on chairs. So I was always running. One day, my mom was in so much pressure that I always running in the church. She got frustrated and she wanted me to sit. She held my hand. She pulled me down. This whole hand came off. Like it got dislocated. Yeah. And the same story. Did you? Yeah, I was getting beat up. And then I think I, my dad jerked to this side. I jerked to this side and my hand came off, bro. Yeah. I know what it's For like. a long time, I had a cast. <laughs> Oh my god, bro. I put it back on. Oh, you put it back yeah, on me. I, I couldn't put it back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was so young, so I put a cast for the next 40 days. I was I was going around with a cast. Oh my goodness. But, so, but that's the pressure my mom and dad also experienced. That their son, who, whom they are the leaders, but the son is running around here and there. And at the same time, we also did not have a proper Sunday school ministry back then in right, India. Right, right. So that leads. most of the churches didn't have it, especially Pentecostal churches. The mainland churches had it, the Pentecostal churches. Right. Now they didn't have a proper. So there was not um, children area. So I was pressured to sit in the church. That's another pressure I should say right from the beginning. Man, there was a Sunday service. There was a Sunday evening service. There was a Tuesday night service. There was a Wednesday night Bible study. There was a Thursday night carousel group. There was a Friday morning fasting prayer. There was a Saturday night preparatory prayer. And again, Sunday morning and Sunday evening. And you're a pastor's kid, man. You have to be in everything. And pastor's wife also has to be in everything. Did the expectation kill you? It did. It drained me, brother. It so drained me. So I had eyes that was watching me. Yeah. Every time. That made you do stupid stuff. That made me sometimes I wanted to be rebellious to, yeah. to the core. I mean, yeah. yeah. And that's how I think I turned to be a guy who was doing drugs and all of that and, yeah. and got out of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So you really want to say it? Yeah. No, 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 oh, man. no, no. That's crazy. I, I believe. I had the God fearing. Yeah. I think it was at the age of uh, 10. I was even filled with the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues at the age of 10. <laughs> and you still went back to drugs? Yeah. <laughs> at the age of 13. <laughs> because the pressure never changed. Yeah. There was not a culture of healing. There was yeah. a culture of condemnation. Yeah. There was a yeah. culture of accusation. There was a culture that was, that was waiting for something bad to happen. And my parents also lived in fear. Wow. So that means we all lived in fear. The fear that affected my parents affected me. Wow. Fear will kill a man. Yeah. Fear that was in the house, that the church people, the leaders, the, the board. Yeah. Everything was not in favor of the pastor. It was all in, it was against. The pastor has to fight his position. So you felt like you had to perform. You couldn't make mistakes. And as a result, you kind of had to, you deviated from God. See, the, the, I would say the circumstances in my life from the beginning, I did bad things. Mm. But as I said, I started at the age of three without even knowing that I was getting the air out of the tires. It was just the sound that was coming out. Mm. I was doing a bad thing. Somebody taught me the bad things. Wow. wow. I did the bad thing. So I started as a bad child. So I was labeled as a bad child. Yeah. Right from the beginning. Not just not just the middle of it or not. No, right from the beginning I was the bad child. I think I think you know what? There's a lot of pastors kids that can't admit that they inside maybe not healed at home. Because it's traumatic being a pastor's kid, oh, yeah. regardless of how big or how small the family is, because you're leading people. Yeah. And leading people means you're dealing with their trauma, and then you have to go home to people that just talk ministry half the time. You don't have a private life. No. And so you, th you don't have a personal life. And so what happens is you mentally have to be wired or you develop in a certain way to, you know, to handle those issues that, you know, you, you know people go through what is the biggest thing for guys 
you feel as a, as a, as a, as a male pastor's kid could be the issue they run to or the person they run to or the um, thing they run to to alleviate their pressure and to get rid of their stress? I'm going to start uh, from kids first yeah. of all. So um, I should say that my parents are like growing up, right? Um, brought the pressure of the church to the house for an example mm -hmm. my church was at a point that they wanted to fire my father yeah. but, but my dad was a pioneer my dad started the church from the scratch and he put all of that together at that time that there was uh, there was accusations against my mother but that my mother uh, my mother you know didn't do this my mother didn't do that I mean not even against my dad it's a bit my father against me yeah and I was I was like seven eight nine ten ten years old probably nine ten years old and that's a time I'm praying I'm even receiving the Holy Spirit but my parents were crying my parents were we weeping my parents were bitter mm. with some of the people and what happened was that bitterness was in the house what people did to my parents wow. 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 so I used to ask myself a question why are we in ministry mm. <laughs> one of the greatest thing my question was why are we in ministry wow. I think most of the pastor's kids will go through this question in their life. Yeah, 100%. Why did our parents are in ministry? Why can't they do something else? Why can't I be like their kids? Why can't I be like their, like, why can't my parents be that cool? And do you know as a pastor's kid, we never had vacations? Yeah, we never did. Never. <laughs> At least the ones in uh, who didn't have a big church, you know. <laughs> you have to be always there. Be always there. You will be always there. That means you never had vacation. You cannot go outside. And on top of that, that there was church bitterness that was carried to you that you didn't even realize because parents brought the bitterness home. And as children, we got affected by that bitterness that they were carrying. You need to serve in the church. And you have to still do. Yeah. So basically, you are forced, man. You're forced, you're pressured to do that. Yeah. Again, talking about it. Forget about a boy or a girl or whatever it is. Oftentimes, you know, there are people always who take advantage of the brethren or the sister in the church, regardless. Wow. Wow. And sometimes, you know, sometimes people who, who say they're going to help you, they don't really help you. <laughs> And they are the first, I mean, you think, as because because now you are in such control and such a pressure and such pressure, any open door will look like a God-given opportunity for you to vent. Mm. Good point. Because you're so pressured, all you want to do is find someone. Mm. And if someone speaks sweetly to you as though they understand you, you don't even know whether you can trust them or not. You yeah, don't even yeah. know what is discerning, yeah, yeah. what and what not, because you don't get that at home because parents are too busy. Yeah. And parents have to run, run, run. And at the same time, parents are also bitter and pressurized. And suddenly somebody is so sweet to you. Mm. You think they are being sweet to you and you start trusting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they are the people who abuse you for the first time. Yeah, yeah well, I know, I know what it feels like, bro. I, I had a situation when uh, I liked a girl when I was young. And then there's a guy who said to me, um, you know, I, I hear this is going on in your heart. <laughs> he was driving, and he was like, you tell me, tell me, tell me what's in your heart, right? You know, I was there once upon a time as a kid, right? But what you tell me will stay in the car. Did he Make sure that? it stays in the car. It, stay, it just stays in the car. And it won't get out, won't get out. He, he pressured and he, he pressured me and oh, he kind of talked it up. And I finally uh, shared my heart. But next week, <laughs> it was like BBC, man, the whole church part. I was like, man, I, I had trust issues after that. Uh, I didn't trust adults. Oh, I didn't even trust people very quickly. 
but I think uh, I'm growing, definitely, <laughs> just to see. <laughs> you can't just trust everyone, right? You're right, you were saying about how people um, that are nice to you, you quickly open and relate to because they understand you. You know, they become empathetic. There are unhealed people in the church. Oh, bro, preach, that's a good one. You know, these unhealed people yeah. actually relate with your pain. But they don't know how to take you to healing because they have not healed they yet. <laughs> and then there is this religious people in the church yeah. who will never connect with you at all. They are going to be sitting there judging you. Yeah. I mean, there is this healed people. Yeah. I don't know what happens to them. But what I experienced in my life is these unhealed people actually connecting to me in the church. I, I felt like they talk to me better than anybody else. They, they, they don't judge me. I don't see judgment in their eyes because they're unhealed also. Mm. But here's what happened, man. When I started connecting with these unhealed people, they took advantage of me. Wow. I'm talking in many, many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to be like throwing it out there. <laughs> in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They taught me things that I shouldn't be taught at that age. Wow. In one side, it is pleasurable. Mm. I am living a life of pressure. Mm. And suddenly I'm meeting an unhealed person in my church mm. who can connect with me. Mm -hmm. And he secretly sins. Mm. Secret sins. That's all that's all. And the sins are pleasure related. Mm. Some of them are sexual. Fleshly. And, and now they are teaching me this. Mm. I am young to not even know what is right and wrong. Mm. Wow. But at the same time, I want to escape this pressure. Now, do you realize that we grew up, many pastors can grew up in a mm. place or a culture that is in a church where they cannot be real and they cannot oh, yeah, trust. Absolutely. 100%. Talk about trust issues, brother. Yeah. Talking from that that particular even. My story was different. Wow. My story, I thought, trust means you secretly sin. Is that right? Because I trust you with my sin. Woo! And people will cover sin, but they won't expose each other and sharpen each other. But grow. they don't make you grow. They won't make you grow. Because they're also secret in the church. And that's what leads to religious people. Parents don't see it. Pastors could not see it sometimes. So the times change now. In 2020, the whole world is different. It's not 1987, 1977. It's not even 1947. It is 2020 soon. And the whole globe, the whole um, world, and the way we interact with each other. Like, we, we are exposed to stuff. Yeah. That our parents are never, never. exposed to. And now we have to now process it. And I think the problem is... Our parents may not have the capacity to converse at a level to help us because they never experienced it themselves. They never had to. They never had to. And it's not their fault that they can't talk to us. They just don't know how to communicate to us based on those issues. And therefore, they rely, rely, rely on the school system to educate us, thinking that it's going to be uh, accurate. Yeah, there used to be the school systems that helped you, but not anymore. No, it's the internet now. It's YouTube now. <laughs> Now it's even weird, you know. <laughs> we we're seeing weird things out there. You know, if you ask me um, uh, about my identity, I was messed up, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who was abused in life is messed up. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you don't talk about it, do yeah. you? Yeah, you're right. And, and uh, many times we don't realize, and even as pastors, they couldn't trust someone else to counsel their children mm-hmm. because they don't even know whom they can trust to release their children into. It's good. Right. Good. Trust me, where is the trust circle for a pastor's family? Wow, who they can really be real. Who they can be really Define real. trust. A trust is place where you are real and where you can be vulnerable. Not even real, brother. Vulnerable. You know what I th- think is trust is? Imagine you're, sh- you're a soldier yeah. or you're a warrior. You're wearing an armor all the time yeah. because you need to. But there is a time you come into a room. You, you want to take your armor off. That's good, bro. Like Jonathan David. You want to rest in that room without your armor for a while. Without being hurt, without being judged, without being condemned. Then you feel safe. Wow. Steep. Where you you say, hey, I want to be, just just talk to you, friend. I want to be there. Just, just speak what I'm going through in my life. Mm. And if what all we had this person in our life, brother, mm. I don't think so you and I would have had those journeys of of trust issues and and then and how this trust issue actually affects the way we see God. Wow, it's good, it's good. Because you only see what is in you. Wow. And what is in you affects the way you see. Wow. And we growing up in a religious, we felt condemned more than we are loved. Wow. The people tell you Jesus loves you, but as the church, do we love the sinners? Mm. Do we love those who do things at a young age? Mm. If you catch a guy kissing in your church, what are you going to do, brother? <laughs> oh, I'd have to um, love them and help them and get, you know. I, I thought you need to take them to the board and you need to just... <laughs> No, brother, is that, is that, is that now, now we want to make sure, man, that uh, because we have one bad guy in the church that all guys are going to become bad. So now we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to isolate that one guy for the goodness of the 99. Wow. But here's where God says, I will go for the one, not the 99. Mm. Because we want to have a perfect church. Yeah, we want a perfect church. The church is never going to be perfect. I don't people know. At least people can fake it, brother. Yeah, yeah, people can fake it. I think that's where religion comes. Religion comes. That's where religion comes, brother. Yeah. And I think the pressure right here, and this is where we're living. And I think it is high time. The religion is not now. Religion has been there for years. Wow. wow. What stops the revival? Religion stops the revival. Wow. That's a whole other message, guys. But I'm going to come back with part two, and I want to talk about something very unique. This is going to be a marriage marriage conversation. I'm getting counseling from my dad dadi. We are going to get counseling. Dad dadi kitna saal ho gaya? I think I pushna hai to papa se ek saal kam kar do. Ha, wo to hai, wo to hai. Oh, acha 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 acha. Acha nahi nahi nahi, lekin aapko aap aap kaise chuna dadi ko? Are. Aur asam chalte chalte. Pasme. Raste mein chalte chalte aapko dadi ke jhur bolte hain kyun? तुम भूल गए क्या रहा? कैसे चलते चलते अरे ट्रेन सफर करते करते और क्या कहीं बाहर गए थे हम हाँ वहाँ रास्ते में मुलाकात हो गया ओ तब आप 
आपको आपका डैड को बताए ना डायरेक्ट अप्रोच नहीं किया ना ऐसे नहीं होता था ना इंडिया में पहले इनका फादर मेरे घर में आया था मैं खंडवा में काम कर रही थी कब खंडवा में थी और मेरे बिलासपुर में ये मेरे ससुर आए थे बातचीत करने के लिए फिर बातचीत करके मैं तो देखी नहीं थी आपने आपने देखे ना आपको भी आँख में कभी नजर नहीं आए ना कभी इनका ये तो देखी नहीं अच्छा बट कभी दिल में कुछ लगा नहीं ना दिल में क्या लगेगा <laughs> एक बार देख लिए तो देख लिए हमको पसंद है क्यूँकी अभी हम भी थोड़ा दिन में शादी करेंगे ना अच्छा आपको पता होने का की कैसे अप्रोच किया अच्छा 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 अलाउड नहीं था ना एंगेजमेंट हुआ उसके बाद शादी के बाद अभी कभी ऐसे बात नहीं किया ऐसे मतलब जब सगाई होने के बाद एंगेजमेंट हो गया ना एंगेजमेंट हो गया तो आते थे घर में माथी नहीं तो कभी कभी आते थे रेस्ट वेस्ट में छुट्टी का तो आप आप हरी से रिग्रेट पछताए नहीं कभी कभी आप कभी पसंद कभी पछतावा हुआ कि आप लोग कभी नहीं ना आपको प्रभु बात किया प्रभु बोला यही है आप कितने साल के थे तब 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 उसके बाद दादी नहीं नहीं दादी 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 तब उसके बाद तो आपको शांति कभी मिला शांति तो अभी भी है मिला तो मेरे जो एक बार मिला तो मिला मिला एक बार मिला तो मिला क्या ये डायलॉग है एक बार मिला तो मिला नो गोइंग बैक नो टर्निंग बैक आप कभी सोचे आप अलग अलग हो गए कभी नहीं ऐसे माइंड में कभी आया नहीं किस बात के लिए क्यों होगा झगड़ा कर लेंगे भले हम लोग झगड़ा कर लेंगे ना झगड़ा बोलते से झगड़ा कैसे करते झगड़ा कैसे करते मुझे नहीं कुछ गलती करने से मैं डांट देती हूँ बहुत डांट बट आपने डांटते ना मैं भी कभी कभी गुस्सा होता हूँ गुस्सा होता है बाहर चले जाते बट आप बिफोर यू स्लीप आपका माइंड शांति है ना आप फोगिव कर देते ना ऐसे नहीं वैसे हम लोग कभी ऐसा नहीं झगड़ा ऐसा नहीं ना गुस्सा में रहेगा तो एक बजे रात को खाना खाएंगे खाते हैं हम साथ में गुस्सा ज्यादा गुस्सा हो गया ठीक नहीं खाएगा जब तक खाने खाए तब तक बैठे रहिए 
ये आपको कौन सिखाए शुरू से हम लोग एक साथ रहते हैं सब घर में कुछ गलत करेंगे तो तुम्हें छोड़ती नहीं है ऐसी बात है हाँ हाँ करते हैं ना सीधा करते थे ना सबको सीधा नहीं खुदा सीधा करता है पर बहुत डांट पड़ता है ना आप काफी बी केयरफुल आप काफी This is going to be a marriage marriage conversation. I'm getting counseling from my dada dadi. We are going to get counseling. Dada dadi, how many years have you been married? I have asked. So, Papa, six years. Cut it. Yes, that is. That is. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, no, no, no. But you, 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 how did you marry Dadi? Arey. Oh, let's go. 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 तुम क्यों भूल गए क्या रहा? कैसे चलते चलते अरे ट्रेन सफर करते करते और क्या कहीं बाहर गए थे हम वहाँ रास्ते मुलाकात हो गया ओ तब आप आपको आपका डैड को बताए ना डायरेक्ट अप्रोच नहीं किया ना ऐसे नहीं होता था ना इंडिया में पहले इनका फादर मेरे घर में आया था मैं खंडवा में काम कर रही थी तब खंडवा में थी मेरे बिलासपुर में ये मेरे ससुर आए थे बातचीत करने के लिए आपको प्रभु बात किया प्रभु बोला यही है सीधा ना आई वेट फॉर थ्री थ्री इयर्स यू यू वेट थ्री इयर्स पूछो
शादी तो ट्वेंटी फोर में तब 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 उसके बाद दादी नहीं नहीं दादी 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 तब उसके बाद तो आपको शांति कभी मिला शांति तो भी है मिला तो मेरी जो एक बार मिला तो मिला मिला एक बार मिला तो मिला और क्या ये डायलॉग है एक बार मिला तो मिला नो गोइंग बैक नो टर्निंग बैक आप कभी सोचे आप अलग अलग होंगे कभी नहीं कभी नहीं ऐसे माइंड में कभी आया नहीं किस बात के लिए क्यों होगा झगड़ा कर लेंगे भले हम लोग झगड़ा कर लेंगे ना झगड़ा कैसे करते झगड़ा कैसे नहीं कोई ये आपको कौन सिखाया ये जो ये जो बैठ है ना प्यार है ना ये कैसा खेला खाऊ ना शुरू से हम लोग एक साथ रहते हैं सब घर में कुछ गलत करेंगे तब तो मैं छोड़ती नहीं ऐसी बात है हाँ हाँ आप मेक श्योर करते हैं ना सीधा करते थे ना सबको सीधा नहीं खुदा सीधा करता है पर बहुत डांट पड़ता है आप काफी केयरफुल बी केयरफुल This is going to be a marriage marriage conversation. I'm getting counselling from my dad and dad. We are going to get counselling. Dad and dad, how many years have you been married? Dad, I have to ask you. So, Papa, six years. Yes, that's it. That's it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, no, no, no. But how did you choose your dad? रास्ते में चलते चलते आपको दादी के जुर्म होते हैं क्यों अरे तुम क्यों भूल गए क्या रहा? कैसे चलते चलते अरे ट्रेन सफर करते करते और क्या कहीं बाहर गए थे हम वहाँ रास्ते में मुलाकात हो गया ओ तब आप आपको आपका डैड को बताए ना डायरेक्ट अप्रोच नहीं किया ना ऐसे नहीं होता था ना इंडिया में पहले इनका फादर मेरे घर में आया था मैं खंडवा में काम कर रही थी तब खंडवा में थी मेरे हम बिलासपुर में ये मेरे ससुर आए थे बातचीत करने के लिए फिर बातचीत करके मैं तो देखी नहीं थी आपने आपने देखे ना आपको भी आँख में कभी नजर नहीं आए ना कभी ये क्या हाँ ये तो देखी नहीं ओ दे अच्छा बट कभी दिल में कुछ लगा नहीं ना दिल में क्या लगेगा एक बार देख लिया तो देख लिये ऐसा तुम वो अब रिकॉर्ड कर जा रहे 
क्यूँकी अभी हम भी थोड़े दिन में शादी करेंगे ना अच्छा आपको पता होने का की कैसे अप्रोच किया अलाउड नहीं था ना एंगेजमेंट हुआ उसके बाद शादी के बाद ये तो एक दो बार भारत जरूर मिले परंतु अलग अलग कहते हैं ओ तो ओ अच्छा अभी कभी ऐसे बात नहीं किया ऐसे नहीं बात किया अभी ऐसा नहीं मतलब जब सगाई होने के बाद एंगेजमेंट हो गया ना उसके बाद एंगेजमेंट हो गया तो आते थे घर में माथी नहीं तो कभी कभी आते थे रेस्ट छुट्टी का तो आप आप हर यू से रिग्रेट कभी कभी आप आपको प्रभु बात किया प्रभु बोला यही है आप कितने साल के थे तब 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 उसके बाद दादी नहीं नहीं दादी 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 तब उसके बाद तो आपको शांति कभी मिला शांति तो अभी भी है मिला तो मेरी जो एक बार मिला तो मिला मिला एक बार मिला तो मिला और क्या ये डायलॉग है एक बार मिला तो मिला नो गोइंग बैक नो टर्निंग बैक आप कभी सोचे आप अलग अलग हो गए कभी नहीं कभी नहीं ऐसे माइंड में कभी आया नहीं किस बात के लिए क्यों होगा झगड़ा कर लेंगे भले हम लोग झगड़ा कर लेंगे ना झगड़ा कैसे करते हैं नहीं वैसे हम लोग कभी ऐसा नहीं झगड़ा ऐसा नहीं गुस्सा में आएगा तो एक बजे रात को खाना खाएंगे साथ में ईटिंग एवरी डे कितना सारे रोज खाते हैं हम साथ में साथ में गुस्सा हो गया ना तो गुस्सा ज्यादा गुस्सा हो गया तो ठीक नहीं खाएगा ये बैठे रहेगी जब तक खाने खाए तब तक बैठे रहेगी फिर तो उठो भाई खाना खा लो ये आपको कौन सिखाया शुरू से हम लोग एक साथ रहते हैं सब घर में कुछ गलत करेगा तो तुम्हें छोड़ती नहीं ऐसी बात है मेक शो करते हैं ना सीधा करते थे ना सबको सीधा नहीं खुदा सीधा करता है पर डांटना तो पड़ेगा बहुत डांट पड़ता है ना आप काफी 
आप आप काफी 